Thank you. Rob Williams is an inspiration. Yeah, definitely. Good movie. Ooh. Yeah, welcome to Shriners Brother Podcast. <laughs> we hope you're listening in the morning. We just had a discussion on how frustrating it is that you might be listening in your car or in the <laughs> evening or all night long. We don't know. And we're frustrated by that. So when you start a podcast, listen to the first like five seconds. And if we say good morning, then you'll know when to listen to it. Or if we say good afternoon, then you'll get a better idea. And then if we say good evening, you have one option. Ooh. Right? I kind of like it. We are three brethren boys, uh, two of which are currently involved in democracy. Nobody would guess me. No. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave we'll leave it open. Two of us are having brewskis right now. Yeah. And like listen you have to email us to guess and you'll win a prize. And one of us is the, the DP, the designated podcaster. <laughs> well, we want to talk about something that's very close to our hearts. Yeah. Close no, yes, close, close to all, your heart. Close, <laughs> no, actually it's close to all of our hearts. It's missionary dating. Yay. Yeah. Explain what it is first. Because when you when you proposed it, I was like, "What is he talking about?" And then when you said missionary dating again after missionaries you, who date, they get desperate, and there's one other mission, <laughs> one other missionary in China. They're like, "All right, <laughs> missionary dating." Good question, Jackson. You're welcome. Well, there's two definitions that intertwine with missionary dating. There is a Christian. Well, it's usually Christians, but Christians who wish to convert someone, and so they are very flirtatious with them and invite them to church and Bible studies and things like that in the hopes that they will be converted um, and possibly that you'll marry them because of that conversion, but that's it could just be purely evangelistic and you don't even wow. like them. Yeah. It could be very manipulative. Wow. Well, I'll tell you about that, Dave. Dave looks skeptical. Um, or it could be the kind of other definition that's probably more common is like, I really like this person who's not a non-Christian. Right. I really would like to be with them. I see this barrier. So <laughs> I will. That's why I said it funny to you. <laughs> I see this barrier. I need, to... <laughs> I need to convert you. Get that out of the way. No more barrier. Anyways, it's funny to me. Sorry. Guess who's drunk? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's what all the emails are going to be on. Our first emails on the Desired Brothers. Jack. Jackson. 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 <laughs> Have you ever heard of flirty fishing? Nope. Is this like Tinder? But for Christians? Tinder? It's like, it's like <laughs> escort service for Christians. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so flirty fishing is this thing that happened in the 60s and 70s with a cult called the Children of God. That was very popular in California. Of course. Um, Am I right? Probably moved up to BC as well. Where female members were encouraged to sleep with non-Christian, non-member men in order to convert them. In order for them to join the movement. 
And so these, like, they had, like, associations. It eventually became a source of revenue for the cult. But, yeah. but it was also, they, the women were supposed to keep stats the whole time. And they claimed that by 1988, they had convert, they had successfully fished, which is the term, okay, yeah. 223,000 men. Wow. I don't think he'd be converting to Christianity. Though. No, but like whatever. <laughs> right, right. They converted it's to successful. This offspring of Christianity. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But very successful, apparently. Yeah, so. totally successful. And they were not pro birth control, so they also had lots of babies no from it way. that they referred to as Jesus babies within the cult. <laughs> For real. I was super into this, and I'm not super into <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I wasn't doing this that often from the start. It's and they're still idea. around in a bunch of countries. They have a new name because they got a bad rap as children of God. It's family something. Focus on the... the... <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in a much less... That's just an extreme form. But this is something that happens a ton. Uh, every youth pastor ever has given a sermon on why it's bad mm -hmm. to all his, you know, testosterone and hormone-driven... Teenagers. Boys, yeah. No, girls do. Uh, girls do it. For sure. Think so? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're not sexist like you. Mm -hmm. Equal opportunity missionary daters. <laughs> 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 yeah, missionary dating is a phenomenon, obviously, in a dating culture like ours, which, when everything was prearranged for marriage, this didn't happen as often. Yeah. Or did it? Story from the Middle Ages coming up! <laughs> Give me a trumpet noise. That's more jazz. Yeah, I want like what? a declarative <laughs> Middle Ages. Like that was Star Wars. Just start. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do that every time I interject with the Middle Ages because it's so interesting. And so you can skip this part if you want to. <laughs> Just listen for the trumpet noise. Okay. The reason why we who are maybe people listening, but also us three in this room, are all Christians today is because of missionary dating. No. Yes. That's because of Jesus. Dang. <laughs> Put that answer aside for one second. Tanner has a story. <laughs> There's a king, Ethelbert, who is a king of England, and that's what I've tried to convince Ivy for the last couple years to name our first child. But anyway, <laughs> Ethelbert was, like most English kings, was pagan in the 500s because the Irish did a cruddy job evangelizing. Thanks a lot, Jackson. What? They, he converted a whole nation. Ireland was all converted. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't share the love. This Ethelbert got a wife from the Gauls, Bertha, who was a Christian. And Bertha married him on one condition, that she could bring a priest chaplain with her to set up a little church that she could go to. Hmm. But this priest chaplain made almost no converts. It was pretty much just like the queen and her retinue, right? But this is missionary dating, straight up, okay? She requests to Pope Gregory the Great, yeah. hey, come on over and try to evangelize this place. He sends missionaries. Ethelbert converts later that year. His kingdom converts. Wow. England eventually converts. Right. English becomes the greatest missionary sending society of all time. Excluding the fact that they had to conquer all the places they, you right. know, yeah, no. <laughs> skipping fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> and we are all here today, Christians all over the world, because of Bertha's missionary dating. Straight up, 
So that's my defense of missionary dating. Right there. You wouldn't be a Christian right now. Uh, since because Bertha, is that her name? Oh, yeah. If Bertha did the great sacrifice of dating this person with the hopes of converting and therefore converted Successful. everybody. Successfully converting. She already did it, so we don't have to anymore. Well, what about all those unreached tribes? Uh, Why can't you marry into one of them unreached tribes? Some Af African princess. <laughs> Probably not unreached in Africa. Uh, Deep in the Amazon. Uh, you marry to one of the princesses. Yes. And convert the tribe. Why not? Why can't you take one for the team? I guess I could have to. Burst but that means... To bear the burden of this? Okay, then let's go with that. You can only missionary date cross-culturally for the sake of converting unreached nations. Within our youth groups, it's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first here, kids. Yeah, all the youth groupers. Okay, going to sign up for missions so apart, I can do that. Apart, I don't know where you're going with this. Go ahead. What do you mean? I don't think you just going anywhere. I love... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I'm thinking that missionary dating would be a really neat thing if it was done, like, systematically and with like, purpose. And, like, you're, like, a an agent out there. Like, you treat it like a mission. You know that's what I described at the start, the flirty fishing, right? No, you don't <laughs> sleep <laughs> around with people no, so that Jackson they... Jackson has a point because the key of... The, the more important aspect of the flirt and Kurt is the flirt. Yeah. They're just attracted. They're just driven by their hormones. Yeah. Who say? Like, if you're... you're Every you're, single. You're specifically talking about youth group kids. Like, kids. You're, you're talking about teenagers who This want, is more of a problem for people outside of their teenagers. Sure. If you bring it to anyone, though. But as soon as you are attracted to someone... You lose sight of the mission. Yeah. The mission isn't right. very key. It's secondary. Really? I don't think so. No. If it could be, then I agree that... Really? Yeah. Abandoned marriage? Here's the thing, is that it calls into question, like, some people are really big on the point of dating is marriage, and don't just right. date without... I would... If you could maintain a, you were a, a mission dater. focus of, like, I am going to date to convert, Yeah. I don't see any problem with that. Really? But I do see a problem with getting married. Right. Yeah. So you would draw a line. Because, yeah, there is that line where, like, okay, there's specific verses that talk yeah. very specifically about. Yeah. And it's hard to know. If you get remarried, make sure it's to a believer. Or yeah. if you... Da, da, da. Maybe yeah. that unequally yoked thing. But it's legit because in a marriage, you are forming a partnership that you really yeah. need to be on the same page yeah. on things. Especially the most central thing in your life. Yeah. And practically, there's lots of people who are in those marriages, whether because yeah. they became a Christian later, one of them, or because they chose to be married to a non-Christian and they were a Christian, or because they were both Christians and one maybe became right. an atheist or yeah. something like that. There's lots of marriages in our churches like this, and they are more difficult because of that. Probably. I mean, the ones I know of are more difficult, not failed marriages at all, but... They, they have a lot of disagreements, right? Over mm -hmm. values and things like that. Yeah. So, but do you think it's not wise to even start because once romantic things get, you're, you're going to get married. Like, you can't 
you'll get taken over by it, sort of thing. So just don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not don't play with fire. I'm not advocating people to do this, but I'm I saying, hear you advocate. But I'm saying <laughs> that if if you were able to come at it with the right agenda, with the right motives and the right, you're gonna stay on task. Yeah, I don't. But see But is it. it not manipulative? Like, okay, yeah. what? It, could you only do it if you told the non-Christian ahead of time? Oh. I am only dating you to convert you. Because if you're not saying that, like, that's manipulative. Yeah. Like, you're playing with their heart. And are you, like, but everybody has an agenda when they date. Hey, I want to date you because I want to sleep with you. I want right. to, like, sleep with you or I want to, like, kiss you or those are all physical. Or I want you to think about this book that I read recently. That's what people date to. It just so happens that this missionary dater is just like, hey, if we got agendas and we're laying them out, like, I'm only dating you so that you could. But you're saying you have to lay it out in order to do that. Like it's, if, it's, if, it if, feels unethical to yeah. the other person to be like, you reveal at the end and they're like, let's get married, we're in love. And they're like, <laughs> you have been converted and I sort of wasn't in this for that. They'd be like, but oh. is it if, if, if you're coming at it from the perspective of dating is just something you do that's fun, that you like, mm -hmm. that you, want, you like this person, you want to spend time with them. You still like that person. You still want to spend time with them. They are trying to convert you, but as long as you're into them, you're going to go with it, right? <laughs> I, was like, I was reading this, like, it's called xchristian.net or something, but it's, and they talked about the other side of missionary dating. It's very manipulative to uh, non-Christians. One of my coworkers just posited the idea that there might be the opposite as well, that people might just convert to flirt, like... They might be, they might sort of go along with it and be like, yeah, sure, I'll go to church. Yeah, sure, I'll. Right, you're not even like sure it's genuine yeah, they, in that way. Yeah. They look like they've converted because yeah. they like you. Yeah. They're into you. Totally. Yeah, I had a guy who got tricked into going to Bible study by the pastor's daughter in a church in Nova Scotia. Where he was, she was like, let's hang out Wednesday night. And he was like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then like showed up and it was a Bible study. Oh. He was like, what? <laughs> and he became a Christian. Straight oh. up. They dated for years. That is. I mean, I don't know where he's at now. Uh -huh. And whether like he's more embittered to Christianity mm. because of that. But dating <laughs> isn't a commitment in and of itself. Like, so if it is though. We've turned it into a commitment. Go ahead, Dave. Right, you're imagining a time from Archie Comics where you had a date with Betty and a date with Veronica. No, no, uh oh, no. same place, same day. No, no, like, no, like it's casual. No, no, no. Because because we like even morally and also just culturally, society structurally, like yes, there is something about faithfulness to your partner. Like if you are dating someone, right, you don't go but, be exclusive. But, but you can end the dating relationship anytime you want because it's just dating. And it's like, it's something that as long as you're like, yeah, this is a good thing. Let's do it. And as soon as I'm like, no, it's not a good thing. Let's not do it. That's fine. Because you haven't said, hey, but let's But there's emotional commitments, right? Like oh. you entrust yourself in some way to the other person. But I know there's no like covenantal commitment. But that's the but... thing is that until you decide, yeah, let's get married... You're not committed. You are, though. You're invested. You're invested. You're so you guys would see it more like as like a wisdom issue than like a wrong and right kind of issue. Yeah. yeah. Like it's probably unwise to do that because you might 
become emotionally attached and make poor decisions and be be led into a marriage that might not be super yeah and i think that in general people are focusing way more just on the flirt than the convert can we admit when we missionary dated of course i have oh i didn't know you did yeah i well one and a half times because there's there was one that in high school where it was just basically like we were close friends and we liked each other and then there was overlap when we liked each other so I invited her to church, but she was already like wondering. But eventually, it was one of my Sorry. it was one of my friends from church who is a girl that like made the final. And I'm just like, it's not. I don't. I didn't get that one. She got that one. It was gonna be my convert point, you know? Right? It's gonna be oh, my I feel See, you know what? I'm like making that the prophet A. W. Tozer, if I may say, said. Our culture has been the one that has epitomized romance beyond any other century. Like, we're the ones that, like, give so much weight into romantic relationships. I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. And I some, sometimes I just think, like, we needed to flip this on its head. But what do you mean by that? Like, that because non-Christians put so much weight in romance, let's use that against them or something? Like, hey, when you use words like manipulative and taking advantage, they have connotations. When you say words like, everybody has an agenda... Then it's pointing out that like people when <laughs> you, you guys, say it like that, <laughs> that's really like that's like what a dictator would say, where it's like, well, if you call them human, you have a problem. It's not like, a dictatorship; what? it's a one-party democracy. Right. <laughs> when you treat it like the Christian is going to the person, and it's like, oh, they have an agenda. When like the other person has an agenda, they like but that you're person. Using the relationship strictly as a means. To an end. To but your own end. They are too, though. They're like, I want someone to be intimate with. I want someone to share my yeah, but they, they with. want you. But, but they mean, want you for me. Okay. I, back in the day, <laughs> near graduation, kind of... So the girl and I flirted MSN Messenger. But we also flirted in a class we had together. We eventually did a thing where we exchanged books. Oh, and so I gave... So I gave her blue like jazz. Oh, so I was like, oh, that'll convert her, right? And then she gave, <laughs> she gave me this really good literary novel. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that was way better than like jazz. <laughs> Where she was just thinking of it in terms of like, yeah, that just read great books. We both like reading books. Oh, poor soul. But I kind of so like I think I had semi-pure motivations at the mm. time. Like, I'm not convinced it was like, I just really want to kiss this girl so bad. <laughs> but, like, there was a little bit of that. <laughs> I don't know. I think there was something in me that was like, yeah, I could lead her this way, and this could be great, because she's great already, and this could make her better. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> Evangelism makes me feel weird Now sometimes. that I actually think through it, I may have to retract my, like, if there is a person that could be so systematic, that's why James Bond, he, that's why he's a killer. He's not human. That's what it is. That's what it is. You can't do that without being something less than an emotional. Well, you have to like dehumanize yourself to do yeah, it. Yeah, you have to, in order to convert people as a missionary to date them, you have to okay, but be I, a human. I mean, 99% of the people who know about missionary dating are not thinking of it in terms of the clinical agent wise. Yeah. They, they're, they're not planning on doing this with their life. Because <laughs> if, if they're eager enough about evangelism to do that, right. they probably know enough about the Bible to know this is a terrible idea, right? right? Like, yeah. for every good story of a Bertha, 
there's yeah a hundred stories of yeah. marriages where they went into it like that and it's just yeah. that person didn't convert or they didn't become as interested in you mm-hmm. and you you live in this marriage that you have a covenant to where you're not meshing on a lot of issues and you can't share the deepest part of you in a lot of ways. I think that marriage could work. Yeah, yeah I, I, actually, I, you know, you know what? what? I can't yeah. say it couldn't. I was thinking in the car about this and I was thinking, if I were a non-Christian and we were married, could we still have a good marriage? You can't. And, I, and obviously, like, there's certain parts of Ivy's personality that, like, Oh, she would keep that. Maybe she wouldn't have that because she would have had different yeah. experiences. So it's hard to judge this, but this is a hypothetical. And I was like, I can see where it would be hard on a lot of issues and our marriage would be much harder. But I was like, I think I could make that. Because mm. like Ivy's generous and has a good heart on a lot mm. of things. These are the moments when I just love how blurry light can get. Yeah. And we're trying to make yeah. sense of it yeah. and we just pedal through. Totally. You guys have teenage daughters. They're 16, and you say, hey, Dad, there's this boy at school that I really like, but he's not a Christian, but he's a really good person and all that stuff. What do you guys say? Well, I'm going to be a cool dad. So. <laughs> You're going to have your, your sideways-facing hat. You know, like, Bag jeans. You do you. What I would say wouldn't be a one-sentence snippet. It would be an evening-long conversation. Yeah. Actually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> I think your teenage daughter will not be impressed if it's a night. No, it's not going to be an evening long sermon. It's an evening long conversation. I've prepared for this shuffling. Taking the pulpit out of the closet. But I like that the Bible is super messy about this and experience is messy about this. Like, there's so many examples in history of this, mm. like, yeah. This being a frustration, but also a real blessing that God used. You know, like Augustine's mom is somebody who's married to a non-Christian. And Augustine goes through all this stuff. And yeah. this amazing man comes out of it. Even the Bible, you know, like like a Ruth. She eventually commits and says, you know, your God will be my God and stuff. But like that's through these messy marriages that are yeah. not always what the Old Testament says about how you should marry. Like, the Bible's messy, and, you know, Jesus comes from that line. It's, yeah. it's cool, you know, like, I don't know. I'm more ambivalent about it, I guess. Maybe when I become, if I ever became a pastor, I would be much more harsh. Like, don't do it. Hmm. Just because you've seen so many experiences and done so much counseling with, like, it gone poorly, no. that you would just be like, it's really a bad idea. Yeah. Where now I'm kind of like, yeah, there's all these examples from church history, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you think that it's important to marry someone who's at the same spiritual level. Level sounds terrible, but Mm. level or commitment or maturity. That's a good word. Do you think that's important or do you think that's like, that's actually part of being in a marriage because in five years, neither of you are going to be in the place you are now. You know, like, like where Ivy and I were when we were married, we're both in very different spiritual places, whether advanced or, or declined. But, like, I couldn't have predicted that at marriage. No, I don't think it does. Do you feel like you and Kate, you, you don't have to talk about who was what, but were at the same spiritual maturity when you got married? That's such a spotlight. That is such a hard thing to say because... Is it theology, knowledge? How many years? Or is it yeah, yeah. 
loving servant. Yeah. yeah. Like. Oh, totally, totally. So, I know it's problematic. Right. Well, I I come I come from a space where. I, I love getting older, which is different, but I also don't like it because I have criteria. And maybe you got, like, it gets worse as you get older and you're not with someone. You're just like, they can't have intermediate Greek anymore. They need no. advanced Greek advanced for Jackson Greek. now. <laughs> they need to have, like, at least, like, four years of post-secondary because I'm going on to my seventh. <laughs> no, and, but, like, with the case of spiritual maturity thing, it, it does come to a point where... The older you get, it doesn't mean you'll be a better Christian. I'm not a believer no. in that. But I, I do think that the person just, that they do, they, they, they need to get why you think it's, why you scream about the poor, why you scream about injustices. Like, if they're looking at you like, no, like, I'm going to church, that's enough, right? It's like, oh, I wish it was. I think I was very much on the same page as you. Mm. Until now, being four years into marriage in August, which is crazy. Um, Congrats, dude. No, sorry. <laughs> Please pray for me. No. <laughs> no, being four years of marriage and being like, I don't know if I could have predicted where we both are spiritually from the day we got married. So it feels like kind of a crapshoot. Like, make sure they're a Christian and there's some fruit for that, but then you don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to be doing through yeah. them. Like, if we believe it's the Holy Spirit sanctifying them, mm-hmm. then you should just find a Christian at whatever maturity because you actually believe the Holy Spirit's going to sanctify them. Mm-hmm. Either if it takes a short time or a long time, you can't predict that. But you trust that he's mm-hmm. going to complete that work in them? Yeah, I, I do I think that you, like, at least a piece of their spiritual spiritual maturity is, like, they need to make you... They need, make you like, they need to challenge on, you right? yeah yeah i agree with that at least have that as a criteria yeah it's like, hard if one person is just but then again i mean you get into marriage mm-hmm. and that one person who was spurring the other person on at the start that switches yeah anyway no that's good we realize here at desiring brethren that you're listening to this one and you're thinking but i have the opposite problem i really want to date a christian who's being all uppity and like, I won't date you, you're not a Christian. How do I get them to fall in love with me? We have pickup lines that work on Christians. You might not know what these mean. You say them out loud, you will unlock their heart. Let's just, we're each going to take one and just kind of say it in like a sultry voice. Right. And you can study that one. You can splice up the podcast. Whatever you want. So, uh... Let's get a bad voice. Right. Right. Is it hot in here? Or is that just the Holy Spirit burning inside you? I just don't feel called to chastity. (laughs) I can't do sultry voice, man. Voice is naturally sultry. It is. Just speak speak how you do talking to me. You are perfect. Except it's all sin. <laughs> that was good. How many times do I have to walk around you to make you fall for me? If you say no, I will rip out my hair and my beard. <laughs> That's good. Unfortunately, I can't perform miracles. I only have enough loaves and fish for two people. Ooh, That's not like a mic drop. Me. You. Song of Songs. The remix. <laughs> <laughs> this is scandalous. It's getting hot in here while we say these. I would leave 99 sheep to come and find you. Then I'd carry you home joyfully on my shoulder. <laughs> Look, you're nearly 22. 
Most Christians are three years into marriage by now. Just settle for me. Hey girl, do you prefer sloppy wet kiss or unforeseen kiss? <laughs> My parents are home. <laughs> Wanna come over? <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who are planning to have Jesus babies after this podcast, you can name them after Tanner Hobbs. <laughs> Jackson O'Brien. Please don't name Jesus for me, Sandra. <laughs> I'm David Good? I guess. Got it. See you. Goodbye.